0: Today on the show, we have got a nine and one professional boxer who is a cruiserweight. It's Aboken Bakpe. I didn't fuck it up, right?
1: You good? boken, the Atomic Bakpe. The atomic. atomic.
0: Okay, well, let's let's get into it right away. Where did you get the nickname Atomic from?
1: Honestly, I have a bunch of friends and I asked them what I should be called and it became jokes and jokes on jokes, and finally I was just looking for something that would describe who I am, what I am. I've always been an Incredible Hulk fan. I wanted it to be something original, so I figured, you know, the Incredible Hulk is derived from atomic power, so I figured the atomic is, the molecule is the most powerful thing, so I am atomic, because I believe I hit hard as hell.
2: Okay,
0: so I'm I'm running through your box rec right now and I see that you're born in nineteen seventy-nine.
1: Yes, sir. Seventies baby.
0: Forty years young. Indeed. And still going hard.
1: <laughs> Just got started,
0: man. Cause you didn't start boxing, like training boxing until you're twenty seven years old, correct?
1: Indeed, twenty-seven years old.
0: Okay, what brought the what brought that on then?
1: I've always been a boxing fan. As a child, I was, you know, I'm a little mixed person. I'm I'm Polish, Ivorian from Africa. So I was raised in Africa. And I remember there used to be a cartoon, a boxing cartoon I used to watch as a child. I was always in the Olympics. You know, the life I've lived has led to certain situations or whatnot. And I've, I've wanted to box for a long time. By the age of 23, after I was done playing college basketball, I played ball in the States. D1, D2, D3. <laughs> Uh, I went from Atlanta to Maryland to Alabama. So when I was done, at 23, I called my mother. I was like, Mom, I'm about to, I'm about to go boxing. She wasn't down with it. Both my sisters called. They weren't down with it, so I put it aside. And then by 27, I said, Mom, I'm about to box. And that's it. That's all. And here I am today.
0: <laughs> so uh, the first name that really sticks out to me on your box rack is your only loss, unfortunately. But it is Ryan Rozicki. <laughs> yeah he's a tough motherfucker
1: uh, I never really got to find out honestly but yeah he probably is
0: so I'm seeing that that went one round of the eight for the NABA Canadian Cruiserweight title yeah you just got clipped
1: got clipped got clipped the punch you don't see coming is the one you can't brace for And and you know that's yeah that's to sum it up that's pretty much how it went down
0: Listen, losses are going to come in a combat sport eventually at some point anyway, but you didn't lose to a bad guy. He's really good.
1: He's really tough.
0: Yeah, he's tough as shit. When
1: we have a rematch, we'll see how really good he is. man. I like that.
0: I'm down with that. All right. So the, the rest of them I'm running through here. Where was your last fight? Was it in Peterborough, Ontario?
1: Yes it was <laughs> on the that's my hometown
0: but, uh, <laughs> on the the Cody Crowley fight with uh Stuart McLennan.
1: yes yeah. yes, yes,
0: and you won that by a unanimous decision,
1: yeah
0: Well. Unanimous. tough tough Mexican by the looks of things
1: um to be honest with you, um I don't know if you can see right here, yeah, but i had I had torn. I had torn my my bicep three weeks before the fight, so I pretty much had to use my right hand predominantly. I couldn't really use my left, so I switched sides. I box. I'm a switch hitter, so I box southpaw and orthodox. Okay. So
0: Listen, I couldn't
1: really put put you, the metal to the pedal.
0: You can't say switch hitter on this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why not? I got some dirty looks. I'm just, I'm just joking.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs>
0: Continue with yeah. your story. So you tore your bicep three weeks out from the fight.
1: Partially, uh, partially okay. torn. If you know, if you know, let me show you. Like I don't know if you can see a comparison, but if you look over here, you see this muscle over here.
2: Yeah. Over here. Not there. It's not there. Oh wow! So
1: it's. I was training. I had just had a wicked sparring session with, with Big Country Dylan Carmen.
0: Oh, the white Bengal tiger. Indeed. And before that,
1: I had just sparred with the day before I had sparred with Frankie Rill. He's also Tough a, a guy, top yeah. heavyweight. And then I go training in Curtis, and I was using these um, elastic rubber band things, and I did a job, and something happened, and I couldn't extend my arm anymore. And yeah, I went to see a doctor, partially torn, you know, and I just went on with the fight, and I just dug it out. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I respect that like, uh, injuries going into fights is a real thing. Unfortunately, I just have had to pull out of a fight. I blew my knee again. So I blew oh. my, my LCL and my MCL. And I didn't think that a doctor would, um, I thought they would still let me fight.
1: Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> could you, could you twist? Could you turn on your leg?
0: I'm, I'm having an issue pivoting. So like, See? right. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm still training, but I'm in an e-brace.
1: Yeah, that's why they wouldn't let you fight, man. Because you'd be, a, you'd be at, at risk to yourself, to your well-being.
0: So the doctor let you fight with a partially torn bicep. You'll let him
1: know. Well, you know, <laughs> it wasn't torn as far as they were concerned.
0: Well, what what you don't know won't hurt you, I guess. <laughs> exactly. What you don't know is not a factor. That's very true. No? Now, unfortunately, with my medical history, they uh, they check my knees. Because this will be mm-hmm. my third knee surgery that I'm going into now on the same knee. Oof. So that's uh, I, they just better give me a fake one.
1: Wow, you know the knee is important, eh? Because all the power comes from the legs. Yeah, that's like your your fundamental base right there. That's where it, that's your power. That's everything. Defense, everything come off the legs.
0: That's where it all comes from. Is everything comes from your legs and your? It all starts on the floor. Generates through your foot into your knee into your. Into your Hips. hip, into your shoulders, into your elbow, and then into their face.
1: 100%.
0: So what is the plan? That, do you have a fight coming up? Do you have something scheduled?
1: Okay, so I want Riziki again, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, so let's talk I'm shit about, about <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> when I was young, my man, I, I was a shit talker, right? But now I'm growing and mature, 40 years old. You know, so I don't talk shit. I just keep it real. Ooh, I just said the S word. I don't talk trash. I just keep it real.
0: You could say all the swear words you want on here. It don't matter.
1: Yeah. So honestly, man, no ex- no excuses. Uh, but Ryan Ruziki, uh the fight was scheduled at 170, 197. Yep. Okay. And I'm a, I'm I'm six five, and I messed up. I I borrowed my I borrowed somebody's uh, scale, and in the hotel room, I was heavy. So I got up in the morning, shadow boxed, cut weight. You know, on that scale, I was like almost perfect, 197. I go to the weigh-in, I'm 193, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I haven't weighed 193, 192 since my second year as amateur boxer. Mm-hmm. So I was really dehydrated. I wasn't able to put the, the weight back on to get rehydrated. Uh, I got to the venue at 6 o'clock, didn't fight till almost midnight, you know what I mean. So honestly, I could take a punch. You can ask Dylan. You can ask Big Mel. You can ask anybody who'd been in the ring with me. I could take a punch. Man, that guy hit me with his first shot. Yeah. And it wasn't a big shot. It's just your body doesn't absorb properly. When and I, I researched after the fact, and I realized, yo, there's a lot of fluid. Your body's 70%, 75% water, and the brain also. And I was like, yo, he caught me with a right hand. And I was like, what is going on? I, in my whole pro career, I've never – its not it wasn't a hard punch, you know, but it just – it was at the end of the punch, but it, it, it felt weird, so I dug my feet in, boom, boom, you know what I mean? And even that punch – I've been hit hard before. I've had the, the puncher's headache.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? After that fight, my man, there was no headache. There was nothing. The only issue I had was my neck because yeah. how I rolled on my head, right? I yeah. rolled pretty brutal. So the, the, the middle of my back and my neck, now that was sore. That was hurt. But headache, nothing. The punch wasn't even – that's why I need the rematch. You see, like if that punch was a punch where I was like, boom, yo, I'd be a fool to want to get back in the ring with that guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, no. That's why – I don't know how much he wants it or not, but my my path is towards him. So that's that brings it to your question. What's next for me? It's not easy for a cruiserweight where you don't have a promoter. I have a manager, Gary Freeman, who works for me and everything. He works hard. But without a promoter, it's hard to get active. You see what I mean? So he's thinking about pushing me heavyweight. It's
2: not a bad establish
1: idea. Myself. Exactly. Establish myself. As heavy, but I, want, I told him I want Ryan, man. Yeah. But when I get Ryan, I want him at 200 pounds so I can at least come in at you know, 207, 208. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the plan. There's a couple names that came up. I had an opportunity that I came up to go to Europe, but you know they weren't trying to pay the money that I deserve or whatnot. Do was like 27 and one. <laughs> so right now, I might have a something coming up in July. A heavyweight.
2: Okay.
1: June, July, July, I believe. Um, I don't know if I if I'm supposed to say his name, so I'm just gonna leave his name out. But he's he's 16 and 0. That's Eight a good knockout. fight, though.
0: That's a good fight. Yes. So I'm going to rewind a little bit because some people that listen to the show might not understand what uh, – I'm going to call you Bo.
1: That's perfect. I like it.
0: It's easy. We're going to call you Bo. What Bo was talking about when he was cutting weight and he got hit with a punch that normally wouldn't hurt him. So when you get, when people are out there cutting weight, if you've never done it before, it's one of the most terrible things of all time. Mm-hmm. Especially they do it a lot in MMA, like mass amounts of weight. We're talking 20, 30 pounds. But when you start dehydrating your body, it's not just coming from your gut or your arms or or your legs or your feet. It's also coming from the fluid in your brain. Yes. And when you dehydrate <laughs> that fluid in your brain, that's the cushion for your brain when you get hit.
2: Yes. So what absorption. happened
0: when when Bo got hit is his brain hit the hit his skull, and there was no cushion anymore, and it shut you off. That's all that off. happened. Off.
1: And you know what, man? I was, if you watch the video, at six, I start getting up. At seven, I'm about to get up. Dude, the referee lunges on me to hold me down. Okay? I get up through him. And then he hugs me. And he waves his hand. It's over. So, I had told him before the fight, I said, listen, man. Give me the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? The benefit, because I'm telling you, I wasn't, you know how you get punched and you get the the flashes,
2: yeah.
1: you know, the flashes or yeah. the lights off, lights on. Yeah, flash, you knockout. For me, it was just the punch landed. I didn't see it coming. It, it landed like top, like back here,
2: Yeah,
1: you know. So I didn't see the punch come, so I didn't know what happened. All I know is that I opened my eyes and I'm looking like this sideways. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I was like, in this game, I feel, I feel like a boxer should have the right Mm-hmm. To stand up on his feet for the referee to evaluate him. I know it looked yeah. bad how I got knocked out. How I dropped, but you know what? Fury looked bad how he got dropped in round twelve as well or Very eleven. True.
0: Very true. You
1: no, know? so he got the benefit of the doubt. I wish the ref would have given me the benefit of the doubt. Finish the count. If I don't make the count, I can't say nothing. Yeah. You know, and then once I'm standing, you know, do the test. Normally they'll tell you to walk forward. This ref, he'll have you walk to the side to see if you're coherent enough to walk. But you know, you live and you learn.
0: Yeah. Okay, do me a, a favor right quick. Yeah. Okay. Turn around and grab that glove behind you.
1: Which one would you like for me to grab? That is the question. Now, I can grab this one right here. It is the red ultimate sports gear. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I, can <grab> my, <laughs> I can grab my unstoppable USG glove. Yeah. You know, or I can even get creative and reach up here because I was lucky enough. And how he is gracious. Oh, look at this guy. Bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) The bad guy. (laughs) Nice shorts. Look, hey, 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 hey.
0: Oh, those are nice. I like
1: those. He made them custom made. Custom made. He's got the sovereign extract stuff. Yeah, you got yours. So yeah, howie's been awesome for me, man. The gear, the gear is comfortable. The gear fits right. The gear, I enjoy training with it. It's so comfortable. I don't even look at that. Yep. yep. Final shot. Yeah, I seen those. These are nice. Oh yeah, and they work. They're comfortable. They're sturdy. You know, I I even wore them once without hand hand wraps. Yeah. And I was I was still good. You know. So if you
0: guys don't know, today the podcast is brought to you by USG Canada. They make, hands down, the best gloves in boxing right now. You've seen the bad guy purple and black. You've seen the atomic red and, what were they, red and white?
1: Red. And, mine is red and white. Red and white.
0: So guys, yes, sir. hit up Howie at uh, Howie at USGCanada.com or on his Instagram, USGCanada, USG underscore Canada, or USG <laughs> Custom Design, or USG, go fuck yourself. Doesn't matter. Hit him up and order yourself some custom gear. They do everything from gloves, fucking fight shorts, trainer jackets, who knows. What- hand
1: wraps, hand, hand wraps. wraps. Whatever, you, whatever you need, man, Howie will get it for you, man. Even if he's not in the business... If it's gear that you need that's going to make you look like a pro, holla at Howie, and he's going to make it happen. If you need shoes, boxing shoes, he don't do boxing shoes. But if you need boxing shoes, holla at Howie, man. Talk to the man. He'll work something out for you, man.
0: He does do boxing shoes because he did mine. Yes. But, <laughs> but, but Well, he does it, but he doesn't
1: do it. You know what I'm saying? He'll do <laughs> it's, it. It's, uh, he'll
0: do he that.
1: will. Yeah, whatever you need, he'll do. Whatever you need, he'll yeah. do. You know what I mean? But he does push more gloves and... And things, hand wraps, you know, things like that. But whatever you need, the man will get you the gear. He'll get it to you quick. It'll be good quality, and you're gonna look the part.
0: Perfect. USG Canada. Now, where were we? What were we talking about?
1: Uh, we we had just concluded about the importance of when you're cutting when you're cutting weight to, to make sure you rehydrate. Yes. To make sure you take care of yourself because cutting weight is no joke. I, I don't cut weight extremely. Like you know, I sweat a lot, so it's, yeah. it's, it's it's very important for me. I can lose weight easy, but it's important to put it back on because if you don't, the fluid in your brain it does minimize, and then it doesn't absorb. You can't absorb properly, and it, yeah, you end right.
0: up looking at this guy. Here's my next question: Was for that Ryan Riziki fight, was that a same day weigh in? <sighs> don't say yes. Every please. fight,
1: every fight that I've had has been a same day weigh in. Fuck man, Fuck's
0: sakes, we gotta stop this. The same-day weigh-ins have to stop.
1: I, you know what, man? I agree. I agree. Same day. Even um, I remember um, uh, Steve Molitor. Yeah. Steve Molitor. Like even though he's an Ontario fighter, you can still see the difference in his performances when he fought in Ontario and when he fought elsewhere, man.
0: Well, Bo, I'll tell you right now: when you got hit with that punch, the chances of you dying are very good i'm atomic very good it's reality though we're all human at the end of the day though right you take that that jelly out of your brain the likelihood of you getting if you had got hit harder you could have died
1: if yeah if if there was a bona fide because if you look ryan he he did a slip he did a slip yeah because i put my i extended my left arm when i extended my left arm he slipped and when he slipped it was like under my arm. So his whole, like I couldn't see him. Right. So I couldn't gauge how close, how far he was. And then as I was bringing my hand back, that's when the punch came, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yes, if, but let's just say he had, he didn't slip it. Let's just say he had just cocked it and landed it. Then yeah. 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 Now that would have been a punch that had a headache. And then yeah, things, things could have went pretty awry at that point.
0: It's only in fucking Ontario that they do this same day weigh in nonsense. Stop it.
1: There's, there's maybe I think like two I've I've read about maybe two other p- small places. Yeah. So what they'll do is what they'll do is of course when they have a big fight and they're the challenger from whoever they're promoting, you know, and they want to have the edge, they'll bring it to that jurisdiction. Yeah. So it's the same day. So their guy who probably makes way easier, you know, will have a little small edge or whatnot. You know what I mean? But it is outdated, man. Even how about the guys? We only get one roll of gauze for the knuckles. I look. I have a dent on my knuckle for Brock Arthur's head. Yeah. I have a so this knuckle was messed up for a long time. I have a dent on this knuckle from Shavar Henry. Like, you know, it's everywhere in the world. You get two rolls of gauze for each hand. You get as much as you need. You know, one roll of here is one gauze, one roll of tape, one roll of tape for both hands, and one gauze for each hand. So
0: that's ridiculous.
1: It is. I guess they're thinking they're protecting the fighter, too, because they're like, yo, if, if he breaks his hand or if his hand is sore, because after hitting a call over and over, your knuckles get sore, they're like, well, he's not going to hit them harder anymore, so less damage will be inflicted upon the opponent or whatnot, you know?
0: Because I've had my hands wrapped, and they've been, like, casts before, too, so I didn't feel nothing.
1: Oh, lucky! You're a lucky man.
0: Throwing fucking hammers, that. don't feel nothing.
1: I have never experienced that, man. Now, the USG gloves, they the cushion is strong enough. So when I wore the USGs, um, the, the, it was strong enough where I, it, it wasn't as bad. Yeah. You know? My first pro fight, I had Everlasts.
0: Ooh, terrible. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You said. <laughs> yeah. R- rivals are death machines. I don't know if you've ever fought rivals before, but there I is. Have nothing on the knuckles and those things
1: i fought with with rivals it's just the the sad part about that is i haven't experienced a brand new pair of rivals you see because uh, what they'll do is they'll recycle them sometimes yeah they reuse them so the ones i got where you were used and like you said the knuckle was like the shavar henry fight <laughs> i was yeah. wearing rivals
0: there's nothing on they if they've been used a couple of times they might as well go in the trash
1: they shouldn't be used after they're at that point. But, you know, promoters save money, you know.
0: Well, you don't know who's used them. You could have a massive heavyweight like Adam Braidwood who hits like a fucking freight train and then you throw those gloves on a 175-pounder and there's nothing left in them or they go to another heavyweight and there's nothing left in them.
2: But yeah.
0: You, you don't know. But yeah. I do like this heavyweight idea for you because I didn't know you're six foot five.
1: Yeah, I'm six five, man.
0: What do you walk around at?
1: five But because um, Gary's trying to make this heavyweight move right now, I'm trying to hold. I've been holding down two thirteen right now.
0: Okay. Is there any yeah. way that we can put some more weight on you?
1: <laughs> uh, I got I gotta buy me a weight gainer.
0: Okay, so you want like a weight gain protein? Yeah,
1: I'm. I have to get a weight gainer protein. That's the only way I can do it, you Stero- know. Steroids? Oh, I don't do that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can I've been a, I've been an athlete. Like I played D1 basketball freshman sophomore year. Yeah. You know, then D2. So I, I I've been an athlete, you know, I compete. I'm I'm 40 years old competing with these young guys cuz I still have it, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, you know, I just it's never been for me. I'm not a cheater. I'd rather go in there. Like you heard about Baby Miller?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Three drugs, man. Come on, bro. Like <laughs> he was on some
0: weird shit too.
3: Tell a story for the people that don't know. Big Hormones,
1: guy. growth, pro- testosterone. Like who does that, man? <laughs>
3: he was on everything.
0: He was on growth hormone, yeah. testosterone, and then one five five seven, which is not quite. A, it's not a steroid, but it's still an illegal substance. So I can't remember what they call them, but it's not classified as steroids. You can buy the shit online. Okay. It's fucking yes. craziness. So, it doesn't really manipulate with your hormone levels as it does your gene pool.
1: Oh, this kind it, it makes you it helps you like work harder. It helps you push yeah. your body to limits, right?
0: Cool. It's like EPO on steroids pretty much. But
1: And you know what's funny? Those people, they don't realize. Psycholog- you know, I have a masters in clinical psychology, right? So so I actually stopped my masters to leave Alabama to go to Montreal to pursue boxing and then after 3 years of boxing after winning the the Golden Gloves in Montreal. I Returned to Alabama to get my master's. See, psychologically speaking, those guys who use steroids. They don't realize that once you can't use that steroid anymore, your body and yourself, you realize when you're training that you've reached a plateau that you you wouldn't have reached without steroids. So guess what that does to their confidence? Guess what that does to their whole fight spirit? You know? And they don't realize it's like, don't do steroids, man. Don't don't do that. Because when you're cheating, you get accustomed. Your body gets used to it. And then you don't feel the same. It's like yeah. it's not your body anymore when you're not on that stuff. Yeah. So you can't perform. So why do it? You know what I mean?
0: It doesn't make any sense, really. Um, no. So if you want – listen, I used to be – I used to manage a couple supplement stores. Okay. And uh, we're talking all natural, not no fucking steroids. But if you want a good weight gainer, it's called Hulk, which is perfect for you. I
1: mean, yeah, it is, eh? It's perfect <laughs> for you
0: because it it's it, the name of its hulk it's made by perfect sport, perfect um, sport. it has a, a lot of a lot of the weight gaining proteins that you're gonna get are gonna be loaded with sugar where yeah. this weight gainer is not it's actually sweetened with stevia okay and then if you really want to make it better, you put in um, a carbohydrate supplement like a waxy maze carbo we'll send you links. Yeah, I can send you all this stuff.
1: Yes, yes, okay. I'm not going to write this yeah, down. Yes, yeah. so yeah, send me, send me that stuff. Oh man, I need I need to put on weight. I'm trying to get to 225, 230.
0: Have you messed with creatine 30. before?
1: Yes, so yeah. that's part of my solution right now. That's why I'm able to maintain 213. Yeah. But you have to see, I, I'm an athlete. I, I know my body. See, the thing about creatine is you can't, you can't do what they say on the on the container. No. Because, because it's going to overload your body. And then after five, six punches, your arm is going to be so stiff, you won't yeah. be able to throw a punch at all. You have to regulate it. You have to take a small amount that's good for you. Yes. So you have to experiment with it. So I, I am on creatine. And that's why I'm drinking all this water. That's why I'm at 213 right now because I am on creatine.
0: So uh, back in the day with creatine, they used to tell you that you needed to load on it. Oh, okay. So, so you would be eight scoops in, for the first three days and you taper it down to four. Listen, this fucking shit yeah. doesn't work like that. <laughs> creatine comes naturally through red meat. Right? So there's natural creatine in red meat. So you eat a steak, you're, am- you're ingesting creatine, but you're not taking eight fucking scoops of it. Like a psychopath.
3: Maybe some Polish sausage. Hey,
0: <laughs> hey, Bo,
1: get some Polish sausage. <laughs> what did he say?
0: He said, "Get I some, some Polish, Polish sausage or something." I think yeah. they're made with pork, oh. though.
1: Oh. I don't eat. Yeah, I don't eat pork. Oh,
0: no, <laughs> is pork. that right?
2: So, yeah, I don't
0: eat with the creatine, yeah, take it in moderation, but it does help. Oh, yeah. they, definitely, it does help with that kind of stuff. Uh, yes. The the other the biggest thing is going to be carbohydrates for you, I think, but uh, a clean source.
1: And you know what, man? Like you see, I sweat so much. I have a very fast metabolism, man.
2: Yeah,
1: like it's so fast. the The heaviest I've ever been in my life was when I was two twenty five. I was two twenty five for about a month. Yeah, and I was and I was lifting heavy weights, taking creatine, and taking that away gainer supplement.
2: Oh wow!
0: Yeah, that's super aggressive. <laughs>
1: that's the only way.
0: It is. Um, when I used to run the the supplement store, I used to tell people to take mutant mass because mutant mass is loaded with like 19 grams of sugar per half a serving, right? And then I would get them to take it with this other thing, and it was made by Muscle Tech. It was this giant bottle of of creatine, but it was flavored creatine, so you mix them together and it tastes good. And some of these guys would come back in like 18 pounds bigger in a couple months. Was oh, yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. But they're eating everything. Now, you could also go the other route with the cake batter shake.
2: Butter.
0: So you take, you go out and you get a box of um, Betty Crocker cake mix. Okay. You dump that into the blender along with four eggs, three scoops of protein, and um, homogenized milk. Blend it up and drink it. Fucking 5,000 calories right there. Wow bodybuilders do that shit i did not know yeah, that yeah i don't know how my sister can handle that <laughs> you'd be, sounds disgusting you put on you put on weight cuz you'd be plugged up for a week yeah <laughs> so
2: gross
1: <laughs> listen even the creatine i take creatine to get to myself to a level like i'm lifting weights i, I use creatine to get me to a certain point and then I try to eat as much as possible. Yeah. Like I got a protein shake, right? I, I do protein right now, but I'm looking for a, a weight gainer one. Yep. And once I get to a certain level, then I take out creatine. Because okay. I've reached this, I've reached a level, so I don't eat creatine anymore. And then I just start eating and trying to maintain it with other stuff.
2: Yeah, that makes
0: sense, though. Yeah. At some point, like if you're taking a creatine monohydrate, you've been, people have been going to get kidney stones and stuff like that. Nobody Thanks. wants to piss out one of those rocks.
1: No, well, that's those people who don't drink enough water, right?
0: You do. I'm, I'm guessing I you just, drink about four to eight liters a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm a I'm a four liter a day kind of guy, and I'm pissing like a racehorse. Minimum. Resource.
1: Minimum. Minimum. I have this is thirty eight ounces. I drink about six of these a day. Minimum. Yeah. Not counting my training, I'm talking like three in the morning when I work three to four in the morning, then. Two to three after I train.
0: That's insanity. So, I got to drink water. You probably don't go to the bathroom all that much either, though.
1: A little bit. A little bit. You know you know, a trainer named RG? Yeah. Um, Steve Rolls is trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his When I used to train out there, and the gym I'm at now, they call me the puddle. <laughs> I, have, I have to walk around with a mop when I train, because I have MMA at RG's gym. It's, it's a mixed martial arts gym, too. So, you know, those guys, they walk barefooted, and, you know, you don't yeah. want to pull your groin, tear your groin, and slip it on sweat. Yeah. So I had to walk around with them up and clean up after myself because I sweat so
0: much. I do I do get complaints from my pad holders every once in a while. When I start sweating, I'll start punching, and then sweat will just fly <laughs> off my arm into their face.
2: Yeah. And yeah. Derek, is,
0: Derek holds pad for, pads for me every once in a while. He gets it in his oh, mouth. Man, it's they're, weird. They're fucking gross, man.
1: Oh, I have, I have trainers who are like, listen, you want to do pads? You're going to bring extra T-shirts. Yeah. Even if it means long sleeves and changing shirts, yeah. I, uh,
0: Excuse me, sir. I but you're wearing a long sleeve shirt today and a hoodie.
1: Ooh.
0: You are. If we're doing pads, you're wearing a long sleeve shirt and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're in Oshawa, Ontario. Yes. I used to live in Oshawa for a hot minute. On Wentworth okay. Street. So, you know Wentworth Street? There's those two big apartment buildings that face each other. I used to live on the seventh floor. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: I know Wentworth. You know, I went to high school at Eastdale.
0: Yeah. It's a so greasy so part of town. i that little those apartment buildings down there. There's motherfuckers <laughs> down there, man. I'm telling you right now.
1: I mean, South Oshawa is, you know. But you're in Wentworth. Wentworth is... Wentworth. i know the name of the street i'm just trying to picture
0: it it's south so if you go down you know where the, the there's the plant yes i
1: know yeah right i know where it
0: but yeah greasy part of town but there was a, a restaurant i used to love to go to there i think i believe it was called teddy's okay it's up in the north end you ever been to teddy's i don't know if I don't it's still think I have i'm gonna pull it up on I my have. phone. because if you haven't been to teddy's you haven't lived in oshawa yet then Cause that's like a <laughs> that's a that's a place to go. What
3: kind of food is it? Just local Saturday fare? Day. Just a greasy spoon? Uh, how long ago were you in Oshawa?
0: What year? Oh shit! I would have been about oh, fifteen, seventeen years ago.
1: So what year? That's um, two, or two thousand. That's, oh, okay, 2003, four, two, 2002.
0: Yeah, right around uh nineteen ninety nine. I was there. It was nineteen ninety nine because the year two thousand. I remember. <laughs> because we were all fucking freaking out and somebody jumped off of the goddamn their bal- their balcony. I seen them go flying by. And yeah, it was 1999, 2000 I left. So Teddy's restaurant in Delhi um it's closed right now, but it does open up on Wednesday at 10:30 a.m. I uh, look at Delhi sandwich. <laughs> it's on uh, 245 King Street West.
1: Okay, yeah, you need to send me that too. Send me that too when you when you send me the the, the weight stuff? Gain or Definitely. stuff. Uh, you know, I might need to go check that out. Teddy's so, is you, nice
0: because they'll, they'll make yeah. you a nice steak, like a home-cooked meal with f- fucking mashed potatoes and gravy. That's the shit. Okay.
1: Sounds like a place I might need to check out.
0: Probably maybe put on
1: weight. You think they do
0: skip the dishes? They might do. Who knows? I'm going <laughs> to ah. get them on the phone. To see, <laughs> see if they do skip the dishes. We'll, we'll order Bo up a nice ribeye because... right now. and. <laughs>
1: Uh, clear their clothes, you said, though, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. So, are you are you originally from Oshawa, then? Ah, uh, je suis un
1: Français. No, je suis né no, à Montréal. No,
2: no, no. God, God
1: damn it. <laughs> je suis un Français. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, I'm originally French. <laughs> so, I was born in Montreal, raised, and then back Africa, back to Montreal, then Ontario.
0: <sighs> okay, now that you've brought up the French part. We're going to talk yes. about one of the biggest heavyweight fights that's going to be coming up June 15th in Quebec. Dylan, the White Bengal Tiger, Big Country Carmen versus Simon Keane, and you helped Dylan get ready for the last one against Simon. Yes. So, yes. I don't
1: I was his major sparring partner. Okay. I did about 80% of the sparring with him for that fight.
0: And that's a good thing cuz Simon's the same height as you, 6'5".
1: A tad bit taller. I'm 6'4 and 3 fourths.
0: Well, we're, we're going to call you 6'5". Fuck you, Simon Keen. I hate you. you <laughs> um, so have you done any sparring with Dylan up to this point for this camp?
1: Um, not yet. Not mm-hmm. yet. We haven't done any any work yet. He just got back to training a little while ago. He's ready for sparring now, though, so we're waiting for our coach to come back. I was supposed to do some work with him today, but... You know, I opted not to. And mind you, I sparred Simon King twice back when I was in Montreal.
0: Did you please tell me you beat him up?
1: <laughs> um, I was really green. I was really amateur. I had just started boxing.
0: You So you punched so, him up.
1: <laughs> Well, it was, it, I wouldn't say I beat him up, but I would say that I, I wobbled him with a left hook that had his trainer stop the round prematurely. Okay. Okay, so And that's what, when I was training with Dylan. I told Dylan, I said, right now, the level that you are at right now, what you've shown me, what we have done is sparring, I said, right now when you go fight Simone King, I said, it's your world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened? Bam. It was his world.
2: Sleeping.
0: <laughs> so this isn't the first time that somebody's told me that they've wobbled. Why fucking Simone King? Okay. <laughs> that's how we're saying it. But Brian the Tick Caldwell. On the Canadian national team, uh, he just went to the Pan Am Games or the qualifiers. He qualified for the Pan Am Games, sorry. But he did rounds with uh, with Simone in Quebec, and uh, he said he got in with a left hook, too, and, and wobbled him a little bit.
1: Yeah, the, uh, you, you don't learn how to take a punch, man.
0: That's very true.
1: You don't learn that. It's I don't know what it is about mankind, but you just—I've never known of anybody who had no chin that developed a chin. And Simon King just doesn't know; his body can, does cannot absorb a punch. He just can't. No, he can't hit him. No, he's the counter. Kind of, like I've—I've I've been boxing now over twelve years. I've sparred. It's crazy. I've sparred almost every Canadian heavyweight or cruiserweight. Like almost, you know. You yeah. go down the list, except for the Colombians in Montreal. Like yeah. those, I never sparred those. But everybody else, I sparred, and he had the the weakest chin <laughs> that I ever sparred <laughs> with out of the heavyweights. Hey,
0: it, it, everybody's got a chink to their armor. It's just too bad that you got a shitty chin, Simon.
1: Yep, he has a, ch- a shitty, shitty, ch- and like and like Dylan said. But this is the thing uh, I'm going to talk to Dylan about, though. You see, Simon King is athletic. He's he's explosive athletic. He's not yeah. fast. Dylan is faster. Yes. Dylan is more suave. He's more relaxed. He's more loose with it. Yeah. Simon King is athletically strong with it, right? And Simon is going to be ready. Simon is 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 going to be a few notches above last time. You see what I mean? Yeah. Because now he has something to prove. So Dylan is gonna get the best Simon King. Now, after what happened to Dylan in Russia, um Dylan's gonna be ready too, because you know what? We going to be banging. Yes. And I'm atomic, yo, and we work. So Dylan going to be ready, you know what I'm saying? He going to be ready. He going to be ready. It's going to be a good fight. See, now I'm, gonna, now
0: I'm going to counter your argument with Simon Keane being better than he was before cuz I don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to be worse cuz I actually think he's scared of Dylan.
1: Yes, but and that's and that's remember in, in psychology you realize that when you're studying mankind the best way to study mankind is to study an animal, because an animal doesn't have yes or no thoughts. Okay. So there's nothing more dangerous than uh, an animal who, who who's fearing for his well-being. See what I mean? I get
2: that. So yeah. he's going to be.
1: He's going. To, I'm not talking skill-wise. Yeah. I'm talking his like he has an amateur style. You remember when you fought in amateurs? You fought this guy named Tony. Tony. Not Yeo, but Tony Yoka or something from France. Is
0: that the and guy? He beat that him. Chinned him?
1: Well, he beat he beats, uh, Simon King, beat him in the Olympics. Okay, the French yeah, guy.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, first yeah. Round. How he fought in that fight was him at his athletic peak. Yeah. I believe his athletic peak is going to be there again, so he's going to be more aware. Less he's gonna be less prone to come forward and exchange like that with Dylan. He's gonna to try to box, he's gonna to try to move, he's gonna to try to use his strength, he's gonna to try to hold him. Yeah. he's gonna try different tactics. You see what I mean? I think so, Dylan's,
0: Dylan's I, gonna box him though. Oh
1: yeah, Dylan's gonna box him out, smooth him out, everything him. You know, Dylan, but but you see Dylan also Dylan's a fighter too. Dylan Dylan has, has good attributes too, but he has to have his mind right. Against yeah. Simone the first time, his mind Dylan's mind was right. And we are gonna get his mind right for this fight too. So this rematch is going to be I don't wanna say this, but you know what? Simone might not make it out the first round.
0: See, I called the fourth again. I think it's I think Dylan gets it done early. The you see
1: now, if Simone King tries to box, tries to get low in his legs, tries to jab and move, tries to hold him and smother him, then it, it it'll probably go a little bit longer. Yeah. But if if Simon comes in there guns a blazing, thinking he got something to prove, he's in trouble because Dylan, I felt Dylan's right hand, right, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he didn't feel Dylan's straight right hand the last fight.
2: No, okay? left
1: hook. Uh, he, right, and then a uh, kind of a right yes. hook of, you know, Over. but he didn't yes. feel Dylan's straight like snapping right hand. That punch, if Dylan lands a straight right hand, like Simon, is yeah, it's lights out. Over.
0: So when you sparred with, okay, first thing, I, I got to know, why are we calling him Simone? Is that how they pronounce it in Quebec?
1: Simon, yeah, it's Simon, it's Simon. C- Simon? Oui, Simon King.
0: Okay, because I, I, I don't know if you've ever done any history on this show or mm-hmm. or Adam Braidwood and, and myself, but we've attacked Simon King fairly relentlessly for a couple of years. Okay. And then we got called from Quebec, and they're like, yeah, you guys have been talking shit about Simone Keen. I'm like, I, well, I don't know that girl. Simone. <laughs> Simone. You just, the, uh, <laughs> the French accent
1: just got you. <laughs> got me.
0: Like, I, don't, I don't know that girl. And quite honestly, I, I wouldn't talk shit about a girl on my show, so I have no fucking idea who you're talking about.
1: I hear you, man. Braidwood, man. What's up with Braidwood, man? I heard he wants to fight Simon Keen again.
0: The Boogeyman is back, May eleventh, Vancouver at the Vogue Theater. The Boogeyman makes his return to the ring. And then uh we're we're I think we're trucking off to Quebec after that. Um, for the June fifteenth fight. And uh Adam should be on the undercard for the Simon keen Dylan Carmen fight.
1: Okay. That's that's gonna be good. That'll be good. That's- yeah, you know, Bogeyman needs to work on his defense a little bit.
0: That's – everybody needs to work on their defense.
1: <laughs> but from what I saw when he fought Simon King, that to me, uh, defense. It, it, I didn't see that he had a defensive go-to, like, you I know. Under,
0: I understand what you're saying, but if you were in the inner circle – at that time of that fight, you probably would have said, Hey, Adam, maybe we shouldn't take this fight right now.
1: Oh, because of what he's going through like with his life? Yeah. I I, I I'm in boxing, bro. I, I I I stay in touch. I know I, I know all about what happened with Adam Braidwood. Yeah. His his family issues, you know, relationship issues, you know, you know, keeping the wrong people in the circle, you know. <laughs> so yeah, he probably if you're not mentally there. It's best not to fight.
0: The toughest fight of your career against Garrett, the, the toughest guy he's ever fought. And you're going through a bunch of shit. Now, th- listen, I don't want to make any excuses. Should he have shown up that night and, and beat that motherfucker's ass? Yes. Hopefully, we get another crack at it. and Just like the Ryan Riziki thing. There was a small mistake that was made. Mm -hmm. shit happens but Mm -hmm. realistically are you going to get another are you going to get another shot at him
1: hopefully it's it's, it's a toss-up 50-50 i'll make
0: like like three memes it'll happen trust me
1: (laughs) 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 i got you hey i'm down i'm down with it i'm down with it i'm down with it you know i just feel like adam needs to work on catching the jab a bit more if if you works on like if he was working on catching Dylan I mean not Dylan but um Simon's jab it helped him get a better idea of of the distance and stuff you know cuz Simon is big he's really big and he walks yeah. you down and he tries to lean on you and you know he, he walks you he walks you know yeah and, then, you when, and once he starts doing that it's he is a big guy it's he's a big real. dude. Um
0: he wasn't as big as I thought he was gonna be. I like I like when you see him in pictures, he's got the big bulging muscles and the when he puts his arm out straight, there's still a round ball there. Uh, I thought he was gonna be like the incredible Hulk, and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, no, he okay, it's different. He's got very small legs that I noticed. Yeah. Calves, I guess, yeah. Yeah, very small calves. Because if you guys go on my Instagram feed, there's a shower picture of Simon. Uh, <laughs> and uh you just you just catch him from behind but yeah his, his cows are very small
1: yeah yeah i've also sparred um i saw um uh you and um you brought up some interesting you asked dylan about you know the fights that he's had yeah you know I, i've sparred mel too you know mel is making big moves now he's moving to vegas
2: yeah he's seen got that.
1: a new trainer you know, so so Mel's making big moves too. Mel, Mel would have been a good guy for, for Dylan to spar with to get ready for Simon as well. Yeah, they're, no, they're big built. dudes. They're almost identically built, you know?
0: Melon huge. Yeah. How tall big. is he? 6'6"? Six, 6'5 six? Six, and a half, I'd give him. Fuck,
1: he's big, man. Got me by like this much.
0: Yeah, see, yeah. that the fight between him and, and uh, Dylan was interesting to me.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. Now Dylan wasn't in shape for that fight.
0: Oh, he was in our shape, but not in good <laughs> shape. No,
1: yeah, he, uh, as a heavyweight, when you work so fast to get in shape, yeah, you're taken away from the training of your camp. And I feel like Dylan, you know, you know, and 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 Mel is in shape. Okay, Mel trains like a like a like a warrior. Mel is in shape. He's strong, and you know
2: it was an
0: interesting fight to me because it was horsepower versus what i thought at that point in dylan's career was probably going to be slickness
2: because
0: mm. he, he still he didn't move he didn't lose that mojo that he had with the he moves really well for a big man
1: yes he does
0: and Maladdin is has got horsepower
1: yes and very athletic explosive <laughs> yeah yeah
2: very explosive.
0: And horsepower won that night. Now, if I do, I I would like I'd love to see Dylan Carmen now, in shape. Dylan versus Milan again.
1: When when, uh, after after Milan establishes himself, and then when Dylan establishes himself, what they need is a promoter who's gonna make it their while. See what I mean? Exactly. The yeah. first time they went at it. You know you know how boxing goes. Yeah. So at this point, especially, uh, you know, Dylan's reached an echelon right now after, you know, Simo and Russia. Yeah. Mel's about to reach a level, so you can't go backwards. You want to go forward. So that fight won't happen very soon.
2: No, it won't.
0: And realistically, Mladen's, uh fairly young still, too. Very young, yeah. yeah. Where Dylan, I believe, is thirty-two years old. So, and he's got a lot of different irons in the fire. So, who knows what he could get on the Young and the Restless next week, and we'll never fucking see him again.
1: He's a fighter, man. You'll <laughs> always see Dylan. He'll always come back. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll always he'll 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 be on the Young and the Restless. He'll go to three thirty, and then he'll wake up one morning and be like, "I need to fight." He'll start running, get in shape, and Dylan will fight. <laughs>
0: It's true. Now, yeah. Bo, Easter just passed by, and we yeah. all know that Easter is the holiday of chocolate, and we know that you're a lover of fine chocolate. Mm-hmm. Did you get any? Did I get chocolate? Yeah, did you get some good stuff? There's a stall. I yeah. treated
1: myself to some good chocolate. <laughs> no, I we got got bought Linder. you some
0: chocolate? I'm fucking disappointed. No? Yeah, okay. <clears throat>
3: We went for a deep dive on your Instagram and we found a post regarding some chocolate that you posted about, do you know what I'm referencing?
1: <laughs> that was my, was that my Linda versus? Well,
3: hey um... man, you told me, you told me good luck finding any dirt on me. I'm like, okay, okay, all right, I got you. I went, I went out and reached out to Howie Lee I go, dude, I got this guy on the podcast. What do you got for me? He goes, I got nothing. I got nothing. So I went and I found this chocolate. And I'm like, I'm gonna get this guy with the chocolate. So that's that's the chocolate <laughs> reference.
1: Yeah, but I did a little Linder Linder versus um, uh, what's what's the other one? It's I like can't... a nutty round. Uh, you
3: tell
0: me, chocolate. man. Oh, like a bull, uh, bull the start of the B. Ferrero Rocher. That's it. Yeah, Ferrero Rocher. Yeah. I think I had
1: Linder versus Frere Rocher on my Instagram. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay, that brings us to the, our next little quick game we have. It's called. Uh, okay. It's a combination of some of the fan questions that came in and some of the some of the stuff that I found. We combine it into a game. I call this or that. You have to pick one or the other. All right. That's going to start with yes. this. Twelve rounds of mitts, or twelve rounds on the heavy bag. What do you prefer? Mitts. All right. This one's a, a throwback to our last podcast with Dylan. Um, He answered it quite... uh, It was quite funny. I'm going to ask you the same question. Toronto Street Dog versus Montreal Poutine.
2: Wow. Yeah,
3: that's exactly what he said.
2: (laughs) they go together, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
3: You got to pick one. Oh.
0: Now, are we talking poutine. like a classic Montreal poutine, or are we talking dirty like...
3: street at the Okay.
1: original? The original Montreal original. poutine. Original, okay. yes. I go with the poutine because it's it's more filling.
3: Okay, we got a more filling. We know we uh we saw that you do a lot of uh, water work or in terms of <laughs> not uh, water work um swimming um.
1: <laughs> with, with, oh my God! This guy was it, you it, went deeper than yeah, I Instagram did, man. It. I told
3: you, I was coming. <laughs> I was coming for you, man. We got a one. We got a one-kilometer lake swim or a five-kilometer summer run. What are you taking? A one-kilometer lake swim or a five-kilometer summer run. Where you? What are you doing? I,
1: I I'll go swimming, man. I really don't like running. All right. Okay. Me too. Um, I run because of boxing, man. Boxing <laughs> made me realize you gotta run to box, but yeah, water all the way.
3: Uh, the next question we have. Um, Kind of based on some of the pictures that you have you're very proud of your training partners and uh but you know i, I talked a lot of boxes in my day prefer to train solo with training
1: partners when you mean training partners you mean like sparring just
3: i see you go running with a couple of your dudes you take a picture with a couple of buddies but
1: maybe they get oh. get in your
3: way of your end game and you're like get the fuck out of here let me do my thing or maybe i like having you guys around you're good good to have so
1: Honestly, I have my best training sessions in solo.
0: Okay.
3: Tanner's very like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it all depends on the day for me. Like, if I'm in the mood to have somebody around me, you're probably safe. If I'm not and you ask me a dumb question, I'm going to bite your head off like I did that Kid <laughs> Ali last night, that stupid motherfucker. <laughs>
3: yeah, you mean him well. up. Uh, next question. We got a couple more. Um, yeah. We were uh, – maybe you can – we have this kind of two-part question we're going to get you to go to. Yeah. Um, we often, when we interview a Friday, we get them to pick a uh, song of the week. And I'll get you to do that right after we uh, answer this question. But uh, training with music or without?
1: Um, you know what? Uh, when, I was, when I first started boxing, um, I was listening to music and shadow boxing in the backyard. And the person I was staying with, his father came out. And he asked me why I was listening to music. I gave him my rationale, and he was like, well, let me ask you this. Uh, Do you get to listen to your music while you fight? It's very true. And I was like, no, I don't. So you know what? That logic came into my mind, but after the Rosicki fight, I realized that I need my music, so now I'm back to listening to my music when I train because music gets you into a zone. So I I tell myself I'm going to listen to music to get myself in a zone, but then some days when I train, I want to focus on a realistic fight atmosphere, so then I have no music. So music does take me to a level. I can tap into this energy. I can it gets me prompt, you know, gets me going. So I do prefer training with music, running with music.
0: So here's something very interesting about music and fighting itself is boxing specifically has a rhythm. And when you find your rhythm then you start getting good right but what goes hand in hand with rhythm music music so you see a lot of guys and they do like this herky jerky shit. it's not that's not rhythm that's you being a spaz now mm-hmm. when you find a song that you like and you get into a rhythm while you're shadow boxing you're moving slick and you're ducking and you're punching right that can transform over into your fight because if you can get that song in your head and go to work... like Derek, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I hum when I spar. It fucking freaks people out too, so maybe try it. People get nervous, but I'll hum when I spar. And it's just... Just making weird fucking noises and shit, but you get into a rhythm.
1: That's interesting too. If So if you're humming, that, that might to an extent be beneficial because your breathing pattern might be more... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You might have a good breathing pattern, right? Because if you, but then what if you overexert yourself? You know, the humming will help you because you need more oxygen.
0: So Uh one thing I have found with humming is I take body shots better.
2: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. More
1: like a grunt than a hum, but we'll take it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of that, um, tell me. uh, Let's pick a song of the week. We'll play that. Do you have a favorite song that motivates you or something that you're Oh, jam, you oh got,
1: yes. Um, give it to me. I hate running, but I realize that when I'm running and this song comes on, it's like for that three, four, or five minutes. Actually, there's three of them. It's, it's, by, it's by Jeezy. You ever heard of Young Jeezy?
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Last time I left, that was last time I checked, I was the man on these streets i leave blowing these beats
2: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah what's that.
1: the name of the song we'll find it we'll find um
3: it. also on uh, one of your instagram you? posts sorry um there was a, a little bit of reggaeton was that reggae
1: oh i'm i'm 100 I mean, about feel- reggae man reggae is my number one dancehall dancehall dance my hall. number one choice of music
0: and who's a dancehall artist i want to know hall. what this young jeezy song is
1: it's uh, if you Google it, just put just type in. Last time I checked, I was the man on these streets, and I'll take you to the song.
0: Okay, I'm gonna Google it right now. And Derek, you can continue to talk.
3: Okay, cool. Um, while he picks that out, um, You're, you mentioned uh, MMA gym, and this kind of this question goes uh, in hand in hand with that. Uh, okay. where, where would you prefer to train? An old boxing gym with character, or a modern MMA gym with all the toys? this is a reference to the Oshawa tillers because when I
1: <laughs> I know I know that's that reference bro. because that
3: that gym I'm, has like a lot a lot of duct tape on that equipment and a lot of like yes. and it, it looks and I I, th- I can smell that smell that gym from here your your what the going on
0: <laughs> 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 oh God! 95. Song of the Week, Young Jeezy, Trapper Guy. Now,
1: okay, here, real quick, before I answer your question, sure. um I have a huge conflict that I've been struggling with in boxing. Okay, let sure. it out. I am a lover by nature and a fighter by nurture. Okay? okay, so I'm a very passive guy. So a big problem that I've had in my fights is that I'm I'm not aggressive. You know, if I'm very passive. So unfortunately it takes it takes me getting hit, which you don't want to do in boxing to get going. So it's really hard for me to, to like I don't have that that killer instinct like some fighters have. That's why I I want my opponent to talk trash to me. I want my opponent to to to, to ask me to bring it out. You know what I mean? And I, I have a hard time doing it.
0: Okay. Well that, that that's a that's a problem for a lot of guys though. Um I do coach at the gym that we have here and I do deal with some guys that can't flick the switch. Yeah. And that it's a real issue because getting hit isn't the greatest way to get turned on, right? Exactly. Um one guy I actually went out and I got you know the remember those nitrous switches from back in the days, this go baby go? He'd flick that fucking thing before he'd go. that that was go time. I don't know if you need something physical or if you need the if you need the guy to talk shit to you then you are probably going to have to initiate the shit talk because you're six foot five and you see
1: i i am a, a trash talker by nature okay but as i grew and matured and everything you know uh, it, it it doesn't well represent the and even that song Trap and Die, you know?
2: Yeah. Like and it's word.
1: not the kind of song. I want not represent you see, like even when I'm coming out to the fights, like I choose a song that's more representative of, of, of me as a person. Okay. Even if I like that song, the 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 lyrics are explicit, derogatory, demeaning. Yeah. You know, to me it's more the music, it gets me going, but I don't live by the words of the songs. It's not my motto, you know what I mean? It's just something I do for entertainment. That's,
0: that's why it was so funny. As I'm listening to him, I think that you have an issue with you being who you are and then the guy that you have to bring into the ring. Now yes. we're gonna, I, we're I, gonna I, call you Bo right now because right now you're not getting ready to beat the shit out of anybody. But when you step into the ring, you're atomic. Yes. And I think that's the that's the that's what you need to embrace.
1: Yes, but you see, I have a swag too, okay? Now, uh, we're going we're gonna to throw a little cultural salt on the wound here. So, yes. um, unfortunately, um, there are stereotypes in life. And those stereotypes come with assumptions, associations, you know, things like that, yeah. okay? So, So, for me to come out, like if I'm walking down to my fight... For me to get in my elements, man, I gotta let my swag. I gotta get, I gotta get loose with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a little it. Bit, a little bit like Conor McGregor. Sure. You see, you see, but you see, when I come out like that, it's not taken that way. It's taken as something else, like you know. And it affects me because, unfortunately, as human beings, we want to be accepted, and you wanna, you know, and all that. So it, it, I'm not able to. To let loose, you know? Like, I even told my girlfriend, I was like, man, I don't want to be in a fight, and I don't want you to see that side of me, man. I, you know, I have not have nine, ten professional fights, 28 amateur fights, yeah, and I have not let the Atomic out yet,
2: man.
0: Well, here's the problem. Is you suffer from, a, this is a clinical thing, and it's called too many fucks given.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You need to give less, F- l- 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 yeah. give less fucks. Give less fucks. Who cares? Who gives a fuck what fucking fat Tommy in the first row thinks of you? Doesn't matter. Yeah, but I'm a counselor. Fuck uh, that. Who cares? The counselor's yeah, gone. I'm a counselor. <laughs> the counselor is gone when it's boxing time. The the counselor doesn't exist anymore, bro.
1: Yeah. True, true. But unfortunately life is not that forgiving and you know exactly. you know, there's not many grey areas. People love to jump the gun and you know, just imagine. You know, that's why I'm not going to go into private practice till I'm done boxing. You know, I deal yeah. with people with anger issues and stuff like that. If I go into private practice, you know, I can't have somebody come into my office. I got a black guy talking about, you know, you, know, you got to control your anger and, you yeah. know, oxymoron time.
0: Well, I, see, I, I can contradict that, too, because I think that boxing yeah. is a positive for stuff like that. Like, yeah, if,
1: somebody, if you're not thinking about it. If, if, if you not stigmatizing it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah exactly.
0: But if you can turn that aggression problem into something positive and teach them something new and a skill, mm-hmm. it's not such a bad thing.
1: Oh, it's 100%. But unfortunately, you know what they say about about first impressions? Yes. <laughs> you know?
2: I understand exactly <laughs> so, what you're so, saying.
1: Yeah, and, and in our society, you know, I, I am half Polish, half African, but, you know, what you see is what you get, you know? Yeah. So sometimes you have to realize that you have to walk – a different walk to appear in a way that another person might not need to walk that way to appear that way i, you that, what I mean
0: i get stigmatized all the time because i'm white and i got a beard and a bald head
1: and a foul mouth hell yeah fuck
0: yeah but everybody, everybody thinks <laughs> I'm, everybody thinks i'm like so howie lee he thinks he thought that i was like some kind of gangster biker i'm like bro i don't do any of those things mm. none of those things i just i have a big beard i'm great looking i'm sorry that you're <laughs> you're scared of my my, my face but uh, is it it's true though
1: yeah yeah and that's and and you see and and that's like guy like you're a real person i'm a real person that's why you can say things like you feel like saying i could say it dylan's a real person dylan, dylan will say it straight up like you were even like oh wow that's that's what's up you asked him about a fight he's like yeah i straight up lost that fight i like and then that yes that's what you said exactly and Dylan's a real person too you know like, like Mel like we're people who say how it is unfortunately most of the people a lot of people in this world are like sheep
2: yeah
1: followers you know and and you know and sheep I think a bunch of them they, they need each other to have strength and to, you know and all that and it's easy to label and to you know all that stuff.
0: Derek, did you have any more questions after we got just caught up? Yeah, that? man, they keep on yes, coming.
3: Yes. They keep on coming in, so they're getting kind of funny. I gotta edit a few of them before, but well, we didn't answer the old boxing gym with the with character or modern MMA oh. gym. That was our last. Oh one. yes,
1: yes. Um, I will take the the old boxing gym because in the old boxing gym, you can get more privacy because the equipment's not all fancy dancing, all that stuff. You really you get to use your creativity imagination to make things work for you where you're lacking you find it and it makes you work harder makes you focus you know i enjoyed that gym except for the i mean it, it <laughs> they have at a certain point the one heat and stuff and it was winter but i mean you know but <laughs> no showers but you know right. it was a good experience i wouldn't exchange it for nothing i had a good time in that you know, I, I enjoy training there, so I'll take the old school gym, man.
3: Okay, this one's a little off-center. off, off center. Smelly breath what? or stinky hand wraps if you had to fight somebody? Smelly breath or stinky hand wraps?
1: On them, they, I'd rather they have stinky hand wraps because we put them gloves on top of that. We're good to go. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that breath, that was... breath, we in a clinch? Brother going to be like, yo, what, what's, going on, what's going on here, man? <laughs> no, i think gloves.
3: Okay, um... This one um, from your uh, some of your training footage, um, clearly I think I know the answer: shorts versus pants. When you're doing training, we see a lot of footage of you with sh- pants on, and one of the few guys I see training <laughs> with pants.
1: That's that's the sweating problem, eh? Okay. See, when you're wearing shorts and you sweat profusely, that that water just goes in your shoes, and next thing you know, is that you got a sponge for shoes, and it's like. Whoosh. Not bad, hey? Wow. So the the pants soak up a lot of the sweat and it it, it allows for me to, to 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 draw out that time.
2: All right. Alright.
1: So I think I think I prefer shorts, but I will wear pants. Okay. You know, if yeah.
3: If it's the okay. case. So next one. C B D versus THC. Which one do you get I plead.
1: more? I plead the filth. All right. <laughs> all right.
3: All right. That's fair. Well, I'll take that. Which brings us to the next one, Kraft Dinner versus Itchy Band Noodles. Kraft,
1: Kraft Dinner versus what?
3: The the Chinese Itchy Band Noodles, those instant noodles, the, the, the four for a dollar. I'll
1: take Kraft Dinner over that one, yeah. Uh, yeah, all oh, right. Really? All right. Yeah, because I, I don't know that kind. If you had said another kind, I would have took the other, other kind.
3: Like Mr. Mr. Noodles? Mr. Noodles, yeah, Mr. Noodles. No, I
1: can't do Mr. Noodles, man. I went, I went to college, yo. Like, You you, you kill. I can't eat no, them noodles no more. Them ramens, I can't eat no more. Yeah, ramen I noodles, eat.
0: that's the reference. Yo, when I was in jail, I used to get the Mr. Noodles and then a pack of sriracha, and then I'd take my shitty fucking powdered eggs in the morning and dump that. In. Fucking great.
1: Hey, you see that the the sriracha? There's a there's a ramen noodles that I can't eat. It's an Asian one where they have these spicy.
0: Yeah, packs. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What's that called? That I'll, I'll take that they one come, over. They come in the bowl, right? Some of them come in the bowl, yeah. yeah. Or it's a silver it's a silver bag sometimes too.
0: Yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. And they,
1: and they have shrimp kind. They have <laughs> um, chicken. They have vegetable, but it's really spicy. There's two spices that you pour into. One is like. Yeah, gooey liquidy and one is powdery and then
0: yeah I know the one you're talking about Dinner. we got the shitty fucking Mr. Noodles ones like they didn't even come in the bag it was like a half serving in a styrofoam cup you you don't give you a kettle in the joint so you gotta go get hot water out of the sink dump that in there then you're fucking (laughs) sriracha sriracha's a hot move though because somebody fucks with you you squirt it in their eye oh there we go (laughs) jail tip for you motherfuckers out there they're gonna go get the sriracha How how long were you in jail for Long enough <laughs>
1: for under five years, under five
0: years, okay. Long enough.
3: Um, the, the final question one day is long enough, man. Yeah.
0: Right?
3: <laughs> the final question, um, kind of vague, but they were asking if you have your own clothing line. There was a red atomic shirt and these green, see that he
1: didn't come up with no dirt on me, man. I'm I did. squeaky clean, yeah. There, yeah.
3: So, what about these green, these, these green and red atomic shirts that I'm seeing around? Do you have your own clothing line or working I... <clears throat> up? Pardon me, where... I have.
1: Um, yes, as boxers, we have to hustle. Sometimes we have to find a way to mm. to balance things out. So, <coughs> uh, wanted my fans to feel unity because sometimes when I was fighting at the Hershey Center and stuff, yep, they had to sit apart from each other. So I wanted uh, I had a green a green edition, I had a gray edition, and a red edition. So my fans all purchased them and they could wear it to the fight, and they'll know who's riding with me, who's available. still available. You
2: know. Yes, they are. Do you have an extra large? Yes, I do. Do you have a large?
3: Yes, I do. We're trading. We'll take them. We'll trade them.
1: Which Which colors? Which color you want? What I have. It? I should have. I should have gray and green. Uh, no, green and red. The green one. Um, it's a green. It's a, it's,
2: it's, it's my logo.
1: Me punching the, Well, an atomic punching the ground with a, a bomb in the background. Okay. The red one is my face. My boxing pose. And then the the gray one is an elephant as the big boom and, and, and me in the back. Well, Actually, you know what? I can show you.
0: Perfect. I'm going to go green anyway. Fuck it.
1: Are you sure? Oh, well, here's the red.
0: Very okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. Whoa. Well, we already See got, got one, one on buyer.
1: We already got a guy buying one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let me find the gray.
1: The gray is interesting. I gotta find the gray. Where's the gray? I can't go in my box and get all those out. This crunch time, you know that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where is the gray? Where is the green? Well, I have a green one. Yeah. But it's it's the one I actually wore in the fight. So the green one is torn up, but I have I don't have as many of as I do the other one. But here's the green one. It's.
0: That's cool. I like that. I designed
1: it myself. See that guy? Yeah. Hitting and the explosion, the atomic bomb up here. Yeah. I have green ones. And then the gray one.
0: Ooh, this might be it right here. Is it a v neck?
1: No. V necks were for girls and they all went.
0: You're wearing a fucking v neck right now, bro.
1: I know, but the ones that I made and uh, that I printed
0: out. Oh, I thought he was making fun of v next we're gonna go D'cause no, we no, have to no. cut the
1: podcast short.
0: No, no, <laughs> no, I wear like you said, <laughs> I'm wearing one right
1: now.
3: But uh next uh, when I when I send you the links to Donnie's and I send you a link to the protein powder, we can we can exchange info regarding the shirts. Yeah, oh, that's
0: all here, we'll, we can right. great. We got the great
3: and uh it. we have one the final question that's this is probably we're waiting
0: good. to see yeah. the great fucking shirt, Dirt.
3: Are we? Okay, here it is.
0: Okay, I'm going gray. I like that one. See
2: the elephant? Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: And the person's punching here? Yeah, I like that. So
1: the elephant's like the atomic boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Done.
2: We're going gray.
0: Okay, last question. What is it, Derek? (sighs) It's it's, an
1: argument whether it's good
3: or not. A lot of reference to Gary Friedman and how important is having a manager. We talked to Dylan a little bit. We talked about independent boxers. You know, and like you're the one and a lot of pictures with you and Gary and a lot of pictures with your coach. And I want to see how uh, how those gentlemen had an effect on your life.
1: Yes, it's, it's important to have those kind of people like close to you. You know, you have to have a trusting relationship with them. Your trainers are, are, are looking out for your best interest in training and, and making certain decisions. Gary Freeman is, is, is a very good manager. I mean, he fights. A manager helps. The fighter get maximize their potential as it pertains to the purse and stuff like that. He negotiates for me, like he goes through me, but then he he negotiates and he he, he was a lawyer. He, he you know he has these kind of jobs, so he, he's a people's person. He he knows how to negotiate, and he's very professional with it. He's not uh, he's not disrespectful. He's not too hard. So yeah, it's, it's I have a lot of pictures with him. I have a lot of respect for him. I appreciate him. You know jumping on 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 the ship you know help me out you know he didn't have to you know i I went to i approached him and and because i had met him before so yeah gary's a real cool guy to have on your side you know
0: cool thank you last question we asked this one to dylan carmen it's about oreo cookies (laughs) the oreo cookie mint the mint cookies or double stuffed which one do you pick
1: I'm riding with Dylan, man. Double stuff. (laughs) Okay. Fuck.
0: Okay, sponsors. Who are your sponsors?
1: Okay, so, um, like you guys have in the background, I'm shouting out USG, 100%. You know, Sovereign, Sovereign Extracts. You know what I'm saying? That's a a big shout out to those two. Bam. Wow. (laughs) That stack you got there, man. Well, Well, we got more. Bam! Wow! Wow! How'd you get so many?
0: We'll we'll get we'll get Atomic the bad guy pack. How'd we get Software, so many? Send, send 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 Atomic the bad guy pack. Fuck him <laughs> up!
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! I, I need that that Atomic pack.
2: We'll yeah. So
1: um, those those two are my main the main the main sponsors that that, that I'm a shout out right now. You know I got a shout out to all my training partners, everybody I've ever sparred with in this game. A big i've had a lot of trainers in my career i gotta give respect and a shout out to all of them they all helped me out in different ways i grew and i learned from from them you know i appreciate them i appreciate you guys i didn't know what to expect this was a blast this was awesome you know what i mean Right on. I had a great time it's you know y'all cool as hell man
0: thank you i'm gonna do my sponsors now okay hang, out, cool? yeah. hang on get for it, five get minutes. it. All right, t- t- uh, bleh, 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 bleh. Today, the podcast is brought to you by USG Canada. Hit up my boy Howie at howie at usgcanada.com and uh, place your order. Hit him up on the Instagrams or uh, Facebook. You guys get him on Facebook too. Um, the CPBC store is actually selling USG stuff on there too, so go find them. We're also brought to you by On It. If you're not on it, get on it by. Uh, I can't talk to them. I'm all mm-hmm.
2: fucked
0: up. Right. www.onit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10%. Get yourself some fucking alpha brain. Shroom tech sport.
3: Mm-hmm. New
0: mood. If you're in a bad mood like I am, get some new mood. We're also brought to you by Sovereign Extracts. Check them out on the Instagram. I ain't going to tell you to fucking a promo code for them because you should pay full price. Um, sovereign Extracts. Bam. Sovereign Extracts. Last USG but... if it ain't got the
1: lion it ain't USG. Oh. <laughs> USG must have the lion or it ain't USG.
0: Okay. Last but not least, buckle down apparel. Go to their Instagram, buckle down apparel. Check it out, check out what they have to offer. They got some really dope athletic clothing. Um and if you decide to buy something use the promo code BCB10 and all the proceeds that would go to me. We'll go to Brian Caldwell to achieve his Olympic dreams in 2020. So that's a good cause. Um, Bo, thank you very much thank for coming on much. the show. I had a blast. I didn't know what to expect because we've never spoke before. So I didn't know. If it didn't we were sound getting...
3: like it. it. sounded like a long lost friends.
0: I didn't know if we were getting Steve Urkel or Steve Harvey. <laughs> I had no fucking idea.
1: Well, you got a mix of the both,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the final shot.